Hello, and welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where the Word of God is experienced in a fresh new way. Prepare yourself to hear God's Word talk with simplicity and understanding. And now, here's your host, Cliff Goldberg. What's going on, family? And what's going on, family? Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. I am your host, Cliff Gober. Let's start off with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this time where we can ingest your Word, feed on it, uh, digest it, uh, get all the good nutrients out of it so it helps us to grow on the inside and develop on the inside, make us strong. Uh, make us make us make us stand tall uh, on the inside so we can stand tall and be strong on the outside thank you for this word God thank you for your revelation thank you for the Holy Spirit that gives that revelation to us Uh, not just the revelation that comes out of my mouth but the revelation that hits the ears of the hearer the inner ear of the hearer that they hear something that specifically speaks to their situation. We honor you today, God, for all you continue to do in our lives and through our lives into the lives of other people. We bless this time now. We declare it to be your time, God. We declare that no weapon formed against this time shall prosper. We declare that the full and complete will of God will be accomplished to those who are hearing this podcast. We declare that there is no hurt, harm, or danger that will come to anyone as they listen to this podcast if they're doing any activity. Father, you are God. We put this time in your hands, just like we've put our lives into your hands. Do what you will for this time, and we will continue to give your name the glory and the honor and the praise. We rest in your favor. We rest in your goodness. We rest in your joy, and we lean on your strength. We declare these things to be so. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, fam, I got a good one for you today. Y'all all all right? Everybody good? Everybody's doing all right? I know it's some crazy times we're in right now. Uh, As I'm recording this podcast, we are a few days away from the general election and all kinds of things and thoughts and and stuff that's going on. A lot of drama, a lot of issues that we thought we would never see, but yet here we are. And uh, I'm reminded that if we are here, that God has placed us in this time for such a time as this. So don't you be worried, don't trip, don't fret. And actually, I'm leaning right into the title of today's podcast, Be Not Troubled. Be Not Troubled. I know there's a lot of things that can trouble us. I know that there are a lot of things out there that are troubling. But we're going to look at a word today to help you to be not troubled. You ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? I hope you're ready for this because here it comes, baby. (laughs) All right. When we define troubled, we're talking about being frightened or alarmed. When we talk about being troubled, the Bible defines troubled as being frightened or alarmed. If you want to throw being stressed out in that pot, you can throw that in there too, right? And, and it comes from the outside. It comes from things that happen around us. It comes from things that happen to us. Sometimes it comes from things that happened to us years ago. And we are frightened or alarmed that it might happen again. Even if it was 10 years ago, we're troubled, we're frightened, we're alarmed, we're sensitive, right? We're touchy. <laughs> what? <laughs> because of all of the things that are going around, going on right now. And, and listen, I'm living in this craziness just like you are. 
So I didn't fly in from heaven to give you this word and fly back out, right? I have had to remind myself over the past months uh, to be not troubled, to be not troubled. Things are changing. Stuff is crazy. Things are upside down. I'm working from home. Uh, Praise God, I'm working, but I'm working from home. Some people aren't working at all. Uh, You know, all kinds of transitions. People are losing the lives of loved ones and can't even have a, a proper funeral. Um, it's, 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 it is enough to trouble you. <laughs> it is enough to trouble you. And yet, for the people of God, we have the ability to not be troubled. So let's take a look at this. We're going to start in Matthew chapter 24. And we're going to go to verses 6 through 8. This is for many of us who've read the Bible on a regular basis or been in church on a regular basis. This is something that we've heard of. Uh, I heard a talk show host one time years ago mention this particular scripture. So um, it speaks to where we are. It speaks also to what is coming. And it also gives us uh, instructions on how to deal with it. So Matthew chapter 24, I want to look at verses 6 through 8. And I'm going to look at part of it. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to look at all of it. Uh, from a couple of different translations. We're going to start with the King James translation. Actually, this is the New King James translation. Matthew 24, verses 6 through 8. Verse 6 says, And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Watch this. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom of against kingdom and there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places all these are the beginning of sorrows we circle back to verse 6 here jesus is speaking and he says you will hear of wars and rumors of wars now we've been dealing with that for the past 80 90 years You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. But watch this. See that you are not troubled. The the traditional King James says, see that you be not troubled. So it seems here that Jesus is saying, even though you hear all of these things that can trouble you, I'm telling you, don't let them trouble you. Now, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but the key to that is going to be focus, what I focus on, all right? You will hear, right? Then in verse 7, he talks about what's going to happen. Nation will rise against nation. So now you're going to see that. Kingdom will be against kingdom. You're going to see that. There will be famines. You'll see that. Pestilences, mm -hmm. earthquakes. We know about all of that in various places. So there are things that we hear about and there are things that we see right? That can cause us to be troubled. I know I'm preaching to the choir right about now. Everybody's going, yeah, 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 Cliff, absolutely. I'm troubled by what I see. I'm troubled by what I hear. Pick a pick a, a realm, political realm, business realm, economic realm, sports realm, uh, health realm, money realm, right? Pick a card, any card. There are things all around us that can cause us 
that has caused us, that will continue to cause us to be troubled. Well, I'm not going to say we'll continue. Because Jesus said, don't be troubled. How are we going to do that? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But first, (laughs) I want to read this from a couple of translations. I want to read this now, verse 6, from the Passion Translation, which has quickly become my favorite biblical translation because it also has uh, commentary. Um, if you use a particular uh, website that I use. Verse 6 in the Passion Translation, he says, You will hear of wars nearby and revolutions on every side, with more rumors of wars to come. Watch this. Don't panic or give in to your fears, for the breaking apart of the world's systems is destined to happen. He says, Don't panic. Or give in to your fears. It's one thing to be afraid. It's one thing to give in to your fear. Because that's going to cause a fear-based action. Right? I'm reminded now uh, in 1 Samuel, I think it is. It's the story of how uh, Saul lost the kingdom. He He was given instructions to wait until the priest showed up. And the priest would do the sacrifice. And Saul is waiting, and he's waiting, and he's waiting. The people are getting nervous. The people are getting stressed out. Now Saul becomes afraid of what the people might do, and he did something that he wasn't supposed to do because he gave in to his fears. And the action that he took while giving in to his fears lost the very thing that God had promised him. or He lost the very thing that God had given him. He lost the very thing that God had given him because he gave in to his fears and acted upon his fears. So he's saying here, don't panic or give in to your fears because it could, it could move you to lose the very thing that, that you prayed for all those years. And now here comes trouble or here comes events that cause you to be troubled and afraid and you give in to your fears and you do something that makes it worse. So don't panic. I heard a man of God describe panic as groundless fear. Don't panic. Don't hit the panic button. Stop. Breathe. Pray. Be still and know that I am God. Stand still and see God's salvation in the middle of your situation. Easier to say, harder to do, And yet God is with us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. All right. I want to read the same thing, Matthew 24, verse 6, out of the voice translation. He says, you will hear of wars and you will hear of rumors of wars, but you should not panic. There it is again. It is inevitable, this violent breaking apart of the sinful world. But remember, the wars are not the end. The end is is still unfolding. The wars are not the end. The end is still unfolding. So it's a whole lot more stuff coming. It's a whole lot more stuff coming. And right where we are right now, he's saying, don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't give in to your fears. Don't allow yourself to be stressed out. Can it stress you out? It absolutely can. If you give in to it, if you pay too much attention to it, 
it's great that we have a 24-hour news cycle. But I would venture to say out of those 24 hours, about six of those hours is new, is new news. Everything else is just recycled. And you're just listening to that over and 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 over. No wonder you can't sleep. No wonder you can't calm down. No wonder you're on edge all the time. Look at what you're meditating on. Look at what you're feeding yourself. Look at what you're feeding your soul, your mind. Look at what you're feeding your emotions. Negative, 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 negative. No wonder you're negative. But Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And the and the heart is filled up with the things that we meditate on. So don't do that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Simple doesn't mean easy. I know. But this is, okay, let me move on. So don't be troubled. Choose. Choose not to be troubled. Come on, fam. Don't give in to the fears. We are the people of God. We have something that they don't have. We have the almighty God in our corner. We have heavenly resources at our disposal. We have the word of God giving us cons- uh, 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 giving us God's perspective on things. We don't have to be like everybody else. Well, I'm only human. No, you're not. You're human with the spirit of God living on the inside of you. I think in Romans, Paul says, if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, he will quicken or make alive your mortal flesh. You're a whole nother. What he said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. I think one translation says he is a creation that has never a, a new species of being that's never been seen before. You're not just human. I can't help it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You just got to change what you're focusing on. You got to change what you're paying attention to. You got to find some quiet time where you can get away from your life situations and just be still. Turn everything off and be still. And let God talk to you. Let him whisper. Some of us can't hear God because he doesn't speak at a loud volume. And we got all of these other things, all of these other noises in our lives. We can't hear him. And he's not going to turn up the volume. But if we can just get away. Even Jesus had to get away. Yeah, he did great miracles. Yeah, he taught all day. Yeah, he fed the multitude. Yes, he healed the woman with the issue of blood. But if you notice in the scriptures, oftentimes after he did ministry, he went off to himself to pray. Because sometimes, man, you just got to get away. Got to get away. All right. I'm I'm talking to y'all like, you know, like you're sitting right in front of me and it's just the mic. (laughs) But I know you're listening. I know you're listening. All right. So you choose to be not trouble. All right. The other thing we want, we, we don't want to do is to fret. Don't fret. And that word fret translates as being angry. Don't fret. Don't fret yourself, right? So let's look at Psalms 37, 1 through 3. Psalms 37, 1 through 3, right? And then we're going to look at some solutions here. Psalms 37, 1 through 3. Y'all good? Y'all good? It's the end of the day for me. Usually I do this at a, you know, record this at a time where I'm a little fresh and 
I'm good to go, you know, and all of that stuff. But, you know, I'm I'm kind of spent, you know, physically and, and mentally. So this is really God working through me to, on this podcast, right? I haven't even had dinner yet. So, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm empty and he's filling me up, all right? So if you sound, man, clips sound a little different on this one. Well, that's why. <laughs> but it's all good. All right, Psalms 37. Verses 1 through 3. Psalms 37, verses 1 through 3. All right. Psalms 37, 1 through 3, verse 1 says, Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. See, if we're spending time trusting in the Lord and doing good, we don't have time to worry about evildoers and workers of iniquity. We're locked in. We're in our lane doing what, we're know, what we know to do. I'm trusting in the Lord. Now I see all that craziness going on. I'm trusting in the Lord. You know, I find myself because of the division that spread like wildfire, or maybe it's just come to come to the surface, as as I've never seen it in my lifetime. Um, I find myself uh, seeing people who call themselves Christians, and maybe they are, um, but boy, they don't act like it. They don't act like it, and it troubles me, you know. And I have to be reminded. I have to refocus, get my focus off of what anybody else is doing, and stay in my lane. And carry out my assignment. And and thankfully God will oftentimes give me a stern word. Son, that is none of your business. Your business is to teach the word to your pe- to my people. That's your business. Don't worry about them. I'll take care of that. This is your business. Alright. Because it got me so wound up one night. It was hard for me to get to sleep. And God had to remind me. Son, that has nothing to do with you. You take care of your business. I'll deal with that. So don't be, and I was angry. I'm, I'm angry. I talked about this in my Sunday school class the other day. The hardness of hearts of some people who say they're Christians. Why is your heart so hard? Why is your heart so hard towards people? Right? And it got me angry. So I have to readjust my focus. I have to, I have to trust in the Lord and do good. So make sure you're not one of those people, Cliff. Right. Dwell in the land, feed on his faithfulness. And he has been so faithful to me. I could eat on that for the rest of my life. And so when we shift our focus away from the things that are troubling, away from the people that are troubling us. Right. As much as we can to trust in the Lord and do good to trust in the Lord. Now, that word trust translates to lean on rely on and hope confidently in see i can't trust in the world system because it's falling apart that's what jesus was saying in matthew this has to happen because the world system has to fall apart so i can't put my trust in the traditional things that society says we should put our trust in because it's falling apart it's falling apart i can't even we can't even go to the movie theaters right now it's falling apart so where do we put our trust? We put our trust, we lean on, we rely on, we hope confidently, confidently in the Lord. And while we're leaning on Him, we do what we know to be good. We do our good. Uh, I grew up in uh, 
certain denomination and we had these things for kids to say we had these different phrases and at the end of one phrase it was do a good deed every day do a good deed every day trust in the lord and do a good deed every day well i did a good deed for that person they, they looked at me like I, I stepped on their shoe that's a fine do a good deed every day because it's a good thing to do don't do it because somebody's going to go oh thank you oh my god thank you they may do that but what if they don't? What if they say, I didn't need your help. So what, you're going to carry that with you for the rest of the day? No, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land, feed on his faithfulness. Let me read that out of the Passion Translation. He says, don't follow after the wicked ones or be jealous of their wealth. Don't think for a moment they're better off than you. They and their short-lived success will soon shrivel up and quickly fade away like grass clippings in the hot sun. Watch this. Keep trusting in the Lord and do what is right in His eyes. Fix your heart on the promises of God and you will be secure, feasting on His faithfulness. See, fix your heart on the promises of God. Don't fix your heart on wicked people. Don't fix your heart on the wealth of wicked people. Fix your heart on the promises of God. And when we fix our heart on the promises of God, we're going to be secure. So whatever other people are doing, it doesn't faze me because my heart is fixed on the promises of God. Somebody said, well, I don't know all the promises of God. That's an excellent thing for you to do now in your Bible study. Do a Google on the promises of God. Go to a Bible website, do a word search promises or God's promises and look at all the scriptures that come up and read them over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. See, that's the practical way of fixing your heart. See, that's kind of a churchy phrase. Just fix your heart on the Lord. How do I do that? Find scriptures on the promises of God and meditate, read, get those things in your mind, get those things into your heart, and that will bring a certain level of security. If I feed on the word of God, if I feed on the word that tells me the promises of God, that's going to bring me a place to security. If I feed my, my, on the, uh, what's going on in the world, if I feed my heart with the wick, what's going on with the wicked ones, if I feed my heart on you know the craziness that they had on CNN or whatever, if I feed on that, I'm not going to be secure. But if I feed on the promises of God, that's going to bring security. And I'm not talking about five minutes every day. It might have to be, <laughs> it might have to be 50 minutes every day. It might be two or three hours every day that you have to feed on the promises of God. You know what might be cool? If you eat three times a day, get one of those promises and read that while you're eating. So now you're eating in the natural and you're eating in the spiritual. So now you, you're feeding your heart three times a day. That's nice. That's nice. You got your morning free feeding for breakfast, you got your lunch feeding, and you've got your dinner feeding. And if you're the one of those ones that get the midnight snack, get you a midnight spiritual snack. <laughs> right? Some, some, some ice cream and scripture. Right? Make it work for you, man. Make it work for you. You can do this. I know you can. You can do this. Fix your heart on the promises of God and you will be secure. Feasting on His faithfulness. All right. 
Now, I want to look at a faithful, I'm sorry, a peaceful heart versus a troubled heart. A peaceful heart versus a troubled heart. And then I might, we, I think we're going to do this in two parts. We'll see. I think we're going to do this in two parts. Um, yeah, let's, let's just roll and let's see where we go. All right. So this, this next section is called a peaceful heart versus a troubled heart. And we've got a couple of places where Jesus is speaking here. And so we're going to start with Matthew chapter 11, uh, verse 28. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. I want to look at verses 28 and 29. Matthew 11, 28 and 29. Again, this is a familiar passage of Scripture. Uh, many have heard it. And, uh, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna work that thing. We're going to squeeze some juice out of it. All right. It's going to be okay, fam. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I know it's crazy. I know it's crazy. But it's going to be okay. And until it becomes okay, we're not going to be troubled. We're going to be secure. We're going to be at peace. We're going to be able to flow as God's people. We're going to be salt and light in this time of blandness and darkness. And God's going to take care of us and help us navigate through this. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. It's going to be okay. And until it's okay, we're going to be okay. All right? All right. So Matthew 11, verses 28 and 29. <clears throat> Verse 28 says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And that, wouldn't that be great to just have rest for your soul? Wouldn't it be great to be able to get through the day and just, <sighs> right? That's a day everybody needs. Matter of fact, if you're listening to this, do this with me. Take a deep breath. Let it out. <sighs> just pause. Let's put life on pause here for a minute. Right? Let's do it again. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus says, when you take my yoke upon me and learn from me, I am gentle, I'm lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. When you take my yoke upon you and learn from me, Jesus says, I'm going to give you rest for your soul. I'm not talking about falling asleep. I'm talking about soul rest, deep rest, right? The message translation says, are you tired? I love this. Worn out, burned out on religion. Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you. I mean, I like it. It's like a commercial for Jesus, right? <laughs> It's like, let's go on a spiritual vacation. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Watch this. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. See, 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 being in the presence of the Lord, feeding on that word, leaning on him, 
it takes us to a place where we learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Grace is, is unmerited favor, right? Unforced rhythms of grace. So much of so many people's lives is forced. I got to do this. I got to go here. I got I to gotta make this call. I got a Zoom meeting. I got a conference call. I got to, 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 got to. Forced. I got to make it happen. I got to push. I got to grind. I got to, got to, got to, got to, got to, got to. And Jesus is going, if you do it my way, I'm going to teach you the unforced rhythms of grace. And you'll get where you want to go without being stressed out, without being tired, without being worn out. Now, for some of you guys, this sounds like that that's not possible. I've never heard that before. That's not possible. It's only possible when you get away with him. Come to him and let him recover your life. What do you say? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. You'll get your life back. Busyness has stolen the lives of so many people. And Jesus says, if you come to me and get away with me, go on a little spiritual vacation with me, I'll help you get your life back. And not only will you get your life back, you will learn the unforced rhythms of grace. See, religion has taught us that being a Christian is hard. Man, it's hard being saved. It's hard in this in this crazy world, in this, in this, what do they call it? In this sinful world. It's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard. It's so hard to get along. I think it's an old, uh, I ain't going to call it gospel, but it's an old church song. It's so hard to get along, right? I'm coming up the rough side of the mountain. And Jesus here is going, no, no. If you come to me and get away with me, you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. You'll learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Watch this. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. That ain't the Christianity I grew up around. Christianity I grew up around was as hard. You can't do this. You can't go here. This. Now, come on, let's praise the Lord. And Jesus is going, there's something called the unforced rhythms of grace that has nothing to do with all of that. Keep company with me. This is the last of it. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Wow. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Wouldn't it be great to have just a free and light life? Yeah, but Cliff, I got responsibilities. I got to take care of stuff. I ain't got time to be free and light. Yes, you do. Because you're killing yourself from the inside out. There is a way to be successful that has nothing to do with your self-effort and your push and your grind. Does that mean we sit around and do nothing and just wait for God to do it all? Of course not. But there is a way to rest while you work. To enjoy what you're doing. But you have to get away with Jesus. You have to get into this word, man. You have to let the Holy Spirit talk to you and give you godly perspective. And realign your, your life. Realign your schedule. 
to give you wisdom to know I don't have to do nine things a day to prove my value. To somebody who said I had no value 20 years ago. There is nobody you need to prove wrong with all of your effort. Because you're killing yourself. You're stressing yourself out. You're making other people around you uncomfortable. You're doing damage to your relationships just so you can prove you have value. God already valued you. And you're so valuable to him, he sent his son to die for your sins over 2,000 years ago. That's where your value lies, in him, not in people, not in trophies, not in salesperson of the month, not in uh, parent of the year. It's not in how great your children are. Your value is not in your children. Your value is not in your marriage. Your value comes from God. And when we accept the value that comes from Him, it doesn't matter what people think about us. Now I don't have to push myself. I just flow. I still, I may still do get a lot of work done, but it's in the flow. It's not in the push. It's in the flow. This generation loves to put value on the grind. Man, I'm grinding, I'm grinding, I'm grinding. That's not the way God wants us to do it. We're supposed to flow. What you doing, dog? I'm flowing, I'm flowing, I'm flowing, I'm flowing. God's bringing me this, and I'm using it for that. And this came along, and I wasn't even paying attention. Somebody hit me up. I got an email. Somebody sent me a message on LinkedIn, and I'm just flowing, man. It's awesome. That's the way God wants us to live. He said, my yoke is easy. It's not heavy. It's easy. It's light. It's light. He says, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And I think that's a lesson many of us need to learn. And I think with this you know, I'm recording this now. We're still in the middle of the COVID-19 and people are shut down and at home. You know, part of it, you know, I don't think God caused this. But can God use this because people are slowed down now? They had to screech to a halt. So now, can you hear me now? Now when you don't, you can't run around and do 50, 11 different things. Can you hear me now? Let me show you how to do this. Let's reset. Let's reprioritize. Let me show you how to live freely and lightly and still take care of your kids. Let me show you how to free, live freely and lightly and still take care of your spouse. Let me show you how to live freely and lightly and still work those two jobs. I can show you how to do it. I can show you how to do it. But you got to come to me. You got to get away with me. And if you get away with me, you'll get your life back. That's the bargain. Spend time with him and get your life back. Spend time with him and get your life back. Amen. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to end with this. Uh, John 14 verse. You know what? <sighs> yeah. I'm going to stop here. I'm going to stop here. We'll pick up on this. Maybe we'll do this in three parts. Um because I think that's 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 the button for this episode. Get away with Jesus 
and get your life back. And when you get your life back, you'll be able to live it freely and lightly. Right? Uh, uh, I think in 1 Timothy, he talks about cast, uh, 1 Peter, casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. I think one, one translation says he cares for you deeply. Right? Let's get our life back, fam. Let's get our lives back. Don't be troubled. Don't be, don't fret. Don't be angry. Get away with him and get your life back. Well, that's a word right there. And I'm going to stop with that. I'm going to stop with that. I want, uh, we're going to come back. We'll pick up on this on the next uh, episode, Be Not Troubled Part 2. And we may do Be Not Troubled Part 3 because I just really, I'm just feeling God wants me to just take my time and sow, sow this into you guys deeply and we'll bite it off piece by piece. All right? All right? All right, fam. Thank you so much again for listening. I really appreciate you guys' time. I've had over 1,200 listens. I've got listeners in Belgium. I've got listeners in Malaysia. I've got listeners in Chino, California. I've got listeners in Chicago. I've got listeners in Dallas, Texas, uh, Ireland. It's awesome. It is just awesome. And I appreciate you so much. So I appreciate you so much. We're going to come back and do this again. So I'll see you next time on the Word Experience Podcast where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. God bless you, fam. Peace. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that what you heard will start you on a journey of change and transformation. If you'd like to communicate with Cliff with a question or a comment, you can do so via email at clifftalk 63 at gmail.com. That's clifftalks, the number 63, at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time on The Word Experience.